dude. Welcome to Decent Dialogue. Hey, dude. Welcome, not Sarah. We have... <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I have to respond to that. That's a good 10 minutes. <laughs> we, I think for the first time, started an intro and then had to stop and restart. Maybe we've yeah, done another time. Well, I think I blame that on you 100% because <laughs> you just went into some shenanigans that I don't know what you were saying. Yeah, I thought you'd follow, but then I realized I didn't set it up right. But so. I did follow. You No, but... I, I didn't set it up right, and then you followed the way you were supposed to, but it, it wasn't my vision, you know? That's okay. And where there's no vision, the people flounder. Well, and you're, I know your vision is mainly the vision of this podcast, because you don't allow me to have my own vision. So. Oh my gosh. I gave you a whole episode last week. Is that not enough? And it was great. It had the. It I had, think I found a new podcast host. It's going to be decent dialogue with Sarah and Scott. It had twenty million viewers. I wanted. I texted Sarah and I was about to text her good job on the podcast because I thought she did great. Yeah. And then she got to the part where she said that she was the brainy one, and I was like, oh, "Man, <laughs> you ruined it." I was about to compliment you. I'm actually kind of surprised that she did not go harder on me. I know. And like, I, I felt kind of bad because I felt like I was kind of leading her mm-hmm. to go in on you. And then she didn't. She What a good sister she is. There was many opportunities. She and I hope I wasn't too mean. Was I too mean? No. I, as I, I texted you, I wish you would have been meaner so that when I have Casey on, <laughs> I could ask her the embarrassing stories about you. So <laughs> There's nothing embarrassing I did in my childhood. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've probably said more embarrassing things about myself on this podcast than Sarah did. So yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the fact that you had a Lance Bass doll and oh, whoa, 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 Jace, it was not Lance Bass. Uh, it was Joe. Sorry. No, maybe it was. No, it was um, JC. Maybe it was his name. JC. JC and the Sunshine Band. Sure. And <laughs> here's the thing. Sarah says I played with it. I did not. I don't remember having very memories playing with that thing. It was around. It was not yeah. my first choice. Bionicles. Thomas Dinkinjen. That was what's up. Bionicles? What's a Bionicle? It's like little old Legos, basically. Big robots. Hmm. Sarah and I used to do... You asked if we were close. We were close growing up. She she made it seem like we just became friends once we got to Florida, but we definitely... Yeah. We played all the time growing up together. Or maybe it was one-sided. Maybe I remember it wrong. Maybe she hated hanging out with me, but... We <laughs> played so indoor funny. soccer inside our house, which wow. always ended in a, you know something else, but... I don't know. I feel like we spent a lot of time together as kids, just outside yeah. playing, doing whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, Sarah, even though you thought our friendship started in Florida, apparently I thought it was always there. So, well, they, it was just it was just deepened when you moved to Florida. I guess so. Maybe you had to squat up. You know, it's like you know what they say: you don't know what you got till it's gone. And she was yeah. put in a situation in Florida where all of her other friends went away, and I was the only one there. So, you know. Yep. She appreciated what she had. That's the way it goes. Scott, I have a quick question for you. Do you know where I could find a good gaming laptop or just like a good computer? Like I'm really... Natalie and I have been wanting a, new, a computer, like a personal one, because we both have these home computers, but I just can't yeah. think of what kind of computer to get. I mean, I'll sell you one. I'm trying to... I want you... This is actually an invitation, Scott, for you to pitch me while I should buy it. Because Natalie texted me today saying, should we buy Scott's laptop? I mean, how much you want to give me? I don't. Uh, what I would mean, you give me? You said you're. You have it selling for five hundred. I was buy it asking five hundred. Yeah. Obviously, no, nobody wants that, so I don't know if the I don't know if it's worth. Yeah, that. I mean, it's been on but. Facebook Marketplace for weeks now, and I've been kind of using it here and there. Um, 
And tell me about it. Tell me about its specs. Tell me how so it it's runs. Got a, it's got a GTX 1660, 8 gigabytes of RAM. Um, it has a 9th gen i5, Intel i5. Can it um, run uh, Fortnite? Yeah, it, it can for sure run Fortnite. Oh, really? Run, yeah, 100%. It's surprising. It would run Fortnite, StarCraft. I played Warzone on it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the only right. thing is... It, you got a deal. Whoa, whoa, actually, no. You're about to tell me the one caveat. Yeah, <laughs> the one caveat is like the... I, it might need a new battery because the battery drains in, in a couple hours, maybe like two, three hours. Yeah, but I mean, I would just have and, it plugged in all the time. Uh, yeah, if you're just going to have it plugged in all the time, then it's perfect. Yeah, give me... Uh, I'll give it to you for 100 bucks. I mean, I'll pay what you're trying to sell it for. No, but the... You're a friend. The at least okay, Scott, you're supposed to that off the podcast. You're supposed to say, I'll give it to you 100 bucks, but I'm trying to keep up a persona here. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty nice laptop. I'll give it to you for 500 bucks. That's what I was asking. That's what I need. Okay, and you Deal. know, and this leads into the next thing too is that I, I'm, I'm in the process of getting a new job. Well, I got a new job and mm-hmm. I'm not working for a month, so that 500 bucks will really come in handy. There you go. I'm no, we've been looking for a new. I was thinking about getting just the Apple like monitor, it's like a little cube. I forget what it's called. Oh, the Mac Studio, Mac. No, not the studio. I think is the big boy that's like a lot of money. Um, yeah, the Mac Mini. Yeah, it's just like a mini thing. It was like four to five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's just you hook it up to it, it's like a little hard drive. You hook, yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I was thinking about getting it, especially for you know, creative stuff like podcasting or if I want to do Photoshop or things like that, running on a mm-hmm. Mac, I feel like would be the go-to thing to do. But yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I want a MacBook Air. Does your does your gaming laptop run uh, Microsoft Word? I think so. Is it capable of running Microsoft Word, the yeah. graphics for it? Yeah, I think it's good. You you might have to be careful of what fonts you use. Okay. But... <laughs> good little crazy up in there. <laughs> I like to use the fonts that our rainbow colors that flashed and like yeah that's probably that's probably a lot for that graphics card i feel like was that a thing in aim that you could do i feel like i remember that probably dude aim was out of control i remember one of the things with aim is the away messages and that was like people's original like tweets yeah were away messages it was something i mean i used it i mean scott i don't know if you guys know this but there's an age difference between scott and i and when I was using it was when I was like probably between the ages of eight to 10, just with like friends from school, you know? Yeah. And my sister, we would aim from across the room, um, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. But I mean, when what, how old were you when it was a big thing? Um, like 15, 16, maybe? No, I think I was middle school, like 12, 13, probably. Yeah. I mean, I used it on the tail end of it, so... Yeah, and my my aim name was I think it was Border Boy six three five or something like that because I was you like were a very, little skater kid. Oh, I thought you were about to say you were very big on like immigration issues at the border <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, build that wall, build that wall, boy. <laughs> I was I was build that wall back in 02. So <laughs> mine was G Dude Man two and three, which is oh that's kept, a great one kept G-Dude around in my Man. life. For a long yeah. time. I had gdudeman213 at aim.com was my email up until I tried to start to apply for colleges. And I was like, I can't <laughs> use this one. That's so funny. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's it's crazy how far technology has come to like i remember aim and then it was myspace and then facebook did you have a myspace i did that was in middle school for myself and so it wasn't long i mean i think i had it for my, my parents were very kind of weary about us getting on social media and stuff in myspace mm-hmm. The fact that MySpace was like, oh, you have to be 13 or older to have a MySpace, that did not stop, you know, like that, or that stopped me in my tracks as an 11-year-old boy. I'm like, I can't have it. I'm not 13. You know, like yeah. the thought of putting in a fake age did not even occur to me. Um, That's funny. But no, I, I had it for like maybe a year or two, then it kind of going out, then Facebook really came in by storm and took everything over. I have, yeah. I mean, I, my sister and I joined Facebook at the, I mean, from the very get-go. I mean... I'm afraid yeah. to go back and look at my post from when I first had Facebook. Yeah, I, I can't even, I feel like I had a Facebook and then I deleted it and then I got another Facebook. So yeah, to get rid of all of your incriminating posts. Yeah, for sure. I'm on my old MySpace right now, but it's so different nowadays. It's like all music. Really? I feel like the guy that invented MySpace, Tom, like he's like low key great like he i think he sold myspace to somebody for like a billion bucks what's he doing now and he's just traveling the world is he is myspace still taking a thing? pictures i guess it is myspace is now like all music interesting yeah so huh. that's very interesting but anyways yeah that's not what i wanted to talk to you about um and by that i mean something you want to talk about no i wanted you to talk about it but i did have one section of i need to share something that levi said to me earlier yeah. He's laying in his crib tonight, and this is, he just starts talking, which is great. I still don't know how to hold a snake. How do you do that? I can't remember. I'll hold a spider when I'm older. They're friendly, they won't bite us. Spiders have long beaks. Is that okay? No, they don't have beaks. But snakes, they have beaks. This is a conversation with himself? Yes. I'm just laying, I'm just waiting for him to fall asleep. And this is what he's talking to himself about. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's wise crazy. words. He's going to learn how to hold a snake, huh? <laughs> I guess so. And spiders don't bite. That is the. You need to, you need to teach him that spiders do bite. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I That was the one point I pushed back on. I was like, dude, uh, they're not friendly. He thinks that all animals are friendly. Like, that's cute. There, there was a big 10 foot crocodile in the lake near our house and upon near our house. And he's like, oh, it's a cool crocodile. It looks so nice. It's friendly. I was like, it is definitely not friendly. Please do not go near it. Interior crocodile alligator. Mm. You know that song? No, I don't. Is it uh, Weird Al? No, I forget who it is. But I mean, who says crocodiles aren't friendly? I don't know. Maybe, maybe just haven't met the right one yet. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I do you ever listen to yourself on video or like I guess you listen to this podcast back yeah I mean yeah yeah I was I was watching Eleanor today and like just playing with her and stuff and getting her to laugh but then I was filming it and you know my voice was recorded too Mm -hmm. and I sound out of control sometimes yeah how so like just like very, uh, very flamboyant and very out of character of what I would think I sound like. Do you ever listen back to this podcast? Occasionally. I mean, you're very flamboyant on this podcast and out there. Yeah. Maybe in my head, I'm just not very flamboyant. But then 
actually I am. Well, I think when you're interacting with your child, it's way different. Yeah. If people saw the way goofy. I yeah, if people saw the voices and, and noises and things I did with Levi, they'd think I'm great. I think it's just part of being a parent. Like, yeah, you act like a kid for your kid. That's true. And like the whole, I feel like every day, like whenever you're with your kid, your whole goal is to get them to laugh. Yeah. That was my whole afternoon. Do whatever it takes to get your kid to laugh. Natalie helps with the payroll at her company. And so the days that it goes out, she's just slammed. And so like all afternoon I was with Levi and I mean, it literally is every, I'm just trying to keep them happy. Like (laughs) I just, I'm trying to keep them happy and not worried about things and whatever it may be, but he worked out with me. We nice. went outside and played some basketball. You know, looked for the train station down the street. As in, there, he drives around in his little Thomas the Tank Engine toy and makes random stops. And it's like, I'm at the train station. I got that's some coal. That's so cute. Yeah, that's great, dude. The imagination is definitely the my, the best part of parenting so far. Is seeing yeah. that come alive. Yeah, that's awesome. But but and on the flip side of that though, like you always assume, oh, I'll never be the parent that just hands them an ipad or you know puts them in front of the tv or anything like that but i can i can see so easily how <laughs> uh, like here just go watch this show and yeah. let me go like lay down for five minutes yeah natalie and i were pretty strict about levi watching tv and screen time for the first two years especially since then it's been mostly if in emergencies or whatever maybe or if just like we have to have to which yeah has become a lot more frequent lately than we've wanted it to, but he's had this, and this might be TMI, but if you're a parent out there, you understand. He has been having a lot of trouble pooping lately. Um, I don't want to put his business out there, but you know, I got to. He is afraid of it. He's, a, but as a result of it, he doesn't want to go, which makes it worse the longer he holds it. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to, we're having to do a whole bunch of stuff, but. One of the things that I'm doing is trying to give him a reward, saying, "All right, well, if you do go, he's not even, he's not potty trained yet, so like I just want him going, so he's not afraid of it, so that he's then he's even willing to try to go in the potty." Yeah, I was like, "If you go, I will let you play Pokemon with me. Like we can we can catch Pokemon together." And nice. he's gotten so pumped about it, like it's been hilarious. That's great. Like he'll go, and then he turns to me, he's like, "Daddy, you know what we can do now? We can catch a Pokemon." And he that's just, so cute. He's all about it. Yeah, I uh I I have a lot of emergencies where Eleanor needs to watch golf. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you're training. You're getting you're getting ready for the next our our next match, you know? Yeah, we uh I guess there's a PGA championship is this weekend and mm-hmm. the first round was today and the the grouping was Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy, and Jordan Spieth. No. Like that's, that's a, a freaking great one. that's a squad, bro. Who do you got to win? Uh, I don't know. McElroy's in the lead and he was looking strong, but he kind of fell apart the last couple of holes. I think this is Justin Thomas's. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going with, I don't know. I'll go, I'll go Roy McElroy. All right. Sounds good. We'll put a lot of money on it. Speaking of a lot of money, we played it. We played another game of golf this past week, Scott. How did that one go? It didn't go as well as the first one for Mm -hmm. Andrew and I, Mm -hmm. because we lost by one Mm -hmm. hole. Basically, just to my dad because I, <laughs> he put me on his back and he carried me nine holes. So I mean, that's what fathers are for, you know. Yeah, I was visibly tense apparently all day at work, and then <laughs> carried over to my golf game. 
Um, by the end, I felt a little bit looser and was had remembered how to you know hit a ball, but it was a long, long afternoon. But that was fun though. I I really enjoy just getting out on the course and playing. Yeah, it's good to get. I, I don't know. I just like the fresh air and whatnot. It's good. It's just something to something to look forward to. I feel like in life, it's easy sometimes to not have things to look forward to. You know. And wow, it's nice yeah. to have just little small things like that to be like, oh, well, I get to do that in two weeks or whatever, maybe a year. Just yeah. having something on the calendar. I think there's research behind that. You know, when you plan a trip, the buildup for the trip is almost just as exciting as the trip itself. Yeah. Because I you're looking that. forward to it. And when you when you plan something and you're looking forward to it once you get to that thing it's a lot more it's a lot more enjoyable because you have been looking forward to it mm-hmm. instead of like oh surprise you're going to canada it's like <laughs> like know. whoa i'm not about that right now <laughs> give me a sec if you have like you know three or four months of planning the trip to canada mm-hmm. that trip is going to be amazing yeah canada banff is my dream trip banff canada yeah Alberta. Banff, I thought it was in Colorado. So thanks for Banff. informing me. Banff is in Canada. I want to go there so badly. Yeah. I, I Banff is, I've heard is great. And then Toronto here is absolutely beautiful too. Well, Toronto is like basically New York and Canada. Are you sure? I thought it was more Frenchy. Well, I think Toronto is the, the New York of Canada, as they say. Interesting. Maybe I'm thinking of something not Montreal, Toronto. maybe. Maybe Montreal. I don't know. I'm speaking out of no experience and no knowledge. So, oh, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, did you have anything else? Did you not anything else that because we were not that point in the podcast? Did you have anything? What did you want to talk about this week? Well, I just wanted to confirm with a quick Google search that Toronto is often called New York North. Mm. Canada's answer to the Big Apple. Okay, maybe I'm just talking about like Quebec. Uh, Quebec yeah, City. Quebec it could be, but no, I think I think we kind of are hitting on what I was. You know, I had written down a couple of things to talk about because I did get a, I got a new job and you know quit my old job. I have a month where I'm not working, mm-hmm. and I really have a lot of time to really bond with Eleanor and. Mm-hmm. Whitney's working. She works two days a week. And so this was the first week of, or this past week, I guess at this point was the first week where I was not working. And Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday, I had Eleanor all by myself. And mm-hmm. it's a whole nother ball game. Like being a stay at home parent is next level. Yeah. And it's been, it's been an adjustment, but like even, even tonight, Whitney and I were having dinner. She said, I seem like a more positive person. Just from like spending more time with Eleanor. Yeah, that was that's cool. great, dude. Eleanor is a freaking ball of joy right now. Yeah, she really is. I, when I came, I came over to Scott's house for a quick lunch the other day, and Eleanor's just so freaking cute, dude. She's at a great age right now, smiling, laughing, just enjoying life. Yeah, she's great, and I think a couple of things. One, the I've really realized like you cannot be selfish as a parent. Mm-hmm. Like it is all about that kid. And we kind of talked about it, but like you can't, you cannot be selfish. Like whatever selfishness you have in you, you better get that out of you mm-hmm. if you're a parent. But then the other thing I realized is like how quickly I've become, how quickly I've adjusted to my new norm of not working. Like, mm. 
It's just that as I feel like as humans, we can adapt to situations very quickly. And if we allow ourselves to adapt to those situations, I it's it's a good thing. And I've realized how quickly I've gotten into the the rhythm of, you know, of my newness for the next month. Well, do you think that or do you think you're going to grow anxious to get back to work in like two weeks? Because I, I mean, having a mm. only being off less than a week, that's like a vacation, which you probably just have been wanting for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's definitely a good word. Um, and probably, you know, something that was much needed, but at the same time, I think when, whenever I, my last time I, I didn't have a, I quit my job and I didn't have anything lined up like I do this time. Yeah. I, you know, just kind of got into the rhythm of things and started flowing and, you know, then found another job, you know, a couple months later. And, and that was that, I don't know. No. I feel like I can go in and out of things really quickly. And then I don't do a good job though of, of committing and kind of sticking with it through the hard parts. I don't know if that makes sense. That's probably too harsh of a, of a vibe, but it's almost like I can get into something and then realize, Oh, maybe this isn't for me and then try to move on to something else and then Mm -hmm. go get used to that and see how that goes. No, I don't know. That's a lot of words. I'll ask you and really, you know, two weeks how you're feeling about yeah. <laughs> adjusting to yeah. this new norm or not yeah because i mean i really am looking forward to like really bonding with eleanor and mm-hmm. deepening that like it's almost like a just a little paternity leave and mm-hmm. you know it's pretty cool but not at the newborn age but at the fun age yeah exactly and then i think too and all of that like just trying to find a routine that mm-hmm. works yeah like I think it's it's just all so new, you know. I mean, and your routine's changing so much with a baby too. It's oh, always yeah. changing. For sure. Sleep schedules and nap and eating and all that jazz. So yeah, I mean, Levi, you made it you said something about not being selfish. I feel like I'm at this point where I'm getting a little more selfish because Levi is getting older, he's getting more independent. There's less mm-hmm. that I have to worry about. There's he's sleeping pretty well. I mean, so I'm starting to really enjoy my time like in the morning before he wakes up or in the afternoon when he goes down and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, things have been kind of smooth that coming to like a potty training has been an inconvenience for me mm. because of how hard it is. But I think it's I've I think it's because I've taken some of the things back in my life and yeah. I've gotten a little bit more selfish, and a little bit more comfortable, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's. That's definitely an interesting thing. And it's, I think that's the other thing too, with, with having a kid is seasons of life are so pronounced and they become so apparent when you become a parent. Mm -hmm. And, and that's like you said, you know, you, you got into your rhythm and now something huge is coming in to change it up and throwing a wrinkle in the system, a wrinkle in time, if you will. Yeah. But and I get to go through it all again with a. I'm I'm afraid of this the thought of losing sleep again, and you know three months now is daunting. Man, that's crazy. Not at least do it again in three months. Yep. And I was gonna try to finish the first draft of my book before August, but you still can. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, I got sucked into a the Mistborn series, which I didn't realize, but are. They're like two hundred thousand words each. These books, which a typical one is eighty to one hundred thousand, but That's I read insane. all three in like the past month and a half or so, 
And I just, you ever get to the point of watching stuff where you just like, I just want to be done. Like, I just want to know what happens. I just want to be done. It's like when you're watching a TV show or whatever, you're like, I'd rather, it's not even that you're enjoying it at that point. It's just like, yeah. I just want to be done so I can move on with my life. That's how I felt. Well, just then freaking find a YouTube that explains it. Yeah, I'd rather read it somewhat, though. It was a good ending, everything. I think it all. I learned a lot from reading it. That's good. So. What is the lesson? Did you learn a life lesson or was it just learning how to write? How to write lesson. Gotcha. It was interesting, though, to hear him talk about religion in this book because I don't think he's a Christian. And I don't know. Like in the first book, for example, the people are, it's kind of like, I don't know if I've said this before in the podcast or not, but it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven meets that one movie with that The Office made fun of where Dwight, like somebody wouldn't serve Dwight because he walked into the shop with beet juice on or whatever. And so they give him like a makeover and he comes back. Pretty women or pretty uh, women. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the My Fair Lady. I don't remember the thing. Where like Dwight's like, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. And then, yeah, gosh, I can't remember what it is. But... It's basically the combination of those, but they're trying to overthrow government and this guy who's been on the throne for like a thousand years and is mystical and whatever it may be. And the main character, one of the main characters, his whole plot was basically to get a lot of people following him, have the the main emperor kill him, but then have like this shape-shifting magical creature take his form and appear to people and act like he was he didn't die. Like he's back from the dead. Like he can't be killed. And it had mm. such overtones of like Christ of, you know, of somebody appearing seemingly after they died, conquering Eve or whatever it may be. Hmm. But it almost seemed to play on like the theories of that people have about Jesus. that he didn't actually die. And then he appeared to other people like, but he, that it's all a ruse and it's all fake and it's like a fake religion and all this stuff. And then they continue talking about that. I don't know. It just had a lot of like, like he almost like he studied that in preparation for writing this book and thought, oh, that'd be a good idea for this. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. People in these fantasy books always incorporate religion as part of it. Um, I don't know how yeah. I feel doing that. You know, like Tolkien was a Christian and he had a whole like mythology and stuff in his books, but it was. Isn't it allegorical? Yeah, it was allegorical. And I mean, C.S. Lewis has done it too, but. I just worry by being allegorical that you're not going to get people caught up in something that's a false religion. Like, how do you, or like not a false religion, or just getting people to believe something that's not truly Christ or doesn't actually point towards hmm. Christ. I don't know. It, it's interesting. That's an interesting dilemma that I would have never considered. Yeah. So I could just not, I'm probably just not going to mention anything in a religious hmm. sense at all, but that it takes away though from the human experience because people do have faith and stuff, you know, like even outside of Christianity, like in just in normal day-to-day life, like people that are not Christians that are, you know, not necessarily even, you know, Muslim or Hindu or whatever it may be, but just people who are day-to-day. I mean, most would agree like, Oh yeah, there's something out there or whatever. Like there's some type of force. I feel like the new, the new thing is just the, like there's this like spirituality. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe in God, but I'm spiritual. Which I don't know. What does it mean? Like meditation and like, you know, find the power within yourself and mm-hmm. have mantras and manifestation and all that. Yeah. 
And I think so, religion is though, like religion and faith is such a human experience. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've ever since humans were here, there's been religion, yeah. even outside of Christianity, like you were saying. But I mean, in Tolkien, like Lord of the Rings, they're not like praying. To, there's evil forces, but there's no, like he doesn't deep dive into that. Like yeah. he, like the guy did in Mistborn. It's only in Tolkien's later works that weren't even published. It was like a called the Similarian or something that. The what? It was Similarian. I don't know. Hmm. Um, it was like more of a collection of of works, and it was like a, a intended published thing, I believe. But um, interesting. I don't know. I probably just will avoid it, but it got me thinking about it. And it got me thinking about how people just view religion outside of Christianity and stuff. But Yeah, that's interesting for sure. I learned a lot. Nice. Now Very I'm ready cool. to write. Bro, get on it. So I my vow is to have a first draft available by the baby coming. And then I will let the listeners of this podcast, if they want to be readers and give feedback, to do so. Bro, that'd be dope. So maybe I should try to write a book during my month of no work. I mean, you just because you're not working doesn't mean you're not working. You're watching a <laughs> six month year old. That's true. Well, I only mean, two days a week, though. You can just let her watch golf the rest of the time. And Yeah, I'm trying to get her into golf. And then like that's, you know, I'm doing a whole bunch of things so that in the future when she's in high school, and a really good athlete at whatever it is, if it, you know, if it's volleyball, we'll say like, oh, here's this picture of when you were six months old, like bouncing a ball off your, your fists. Yeah. Just take one day and stage all the photos so that you have them (laughs) ready. Or like, you know, being a a musician, like Whitney put her on the keyboard and it's like, (laughs) Oh man, look, now you're a you're a prodigy. You've been playing piano since you were four months old. (laughs) My goodness. All right, man. Well, I, um, have to work. (laughs) I yeah, I mean it's nine forty one at night on a Thursday. So I mean, what else do you have to do other than work? No man, but uh, thanks for chatting this week, dude. I I know we didn't cover a ton, but um, it's good to catch up always, dude. I missed yeah. not being on the pod last week. You were missed, and and I'm glad you're back. Even though you know Sarah was a good fill in, she's not the best standard in my yeah. eyes. <laughs> we will have her on when both of us are here. So all right, sounds good, bro. All right, peace. Bye.